what is going on guys welcome on back to second and short and we are back for fantasy fridays week five of the nfl season is among us uh we just had a great thursday night game a real defensive game but you know still put up some points between Tampa bay buccaneers and the chicago bears i am joined with my co-host aaron ben aaron what were your thoughts on last night's game my thought is how does how do the bears keep finding ways to win i just was in a thread on Reddit where they talked about how the Bears are the worst four and one team in history, and it kind of feels true because like they don't seem to do anything right, and then they end up with the most points at the end of the game. So, it, I'm really I'm gonna be tuning into more Bears games here in the next few weeks just because I got to see what's going on more. To be honest, I think that it's just the fact that they get so much pressure on opposing teams' quarterbacks. I mean, that's what it looked like to me. And I think other teams are kind of helping them. Last night, drive that they got into enemy territory. They got into Chicago Bears' side of the field, probably about like the 40-yard line. And then they had two consecutive 10-yard penalties, plus they gave up a sack. And next thing you know, it was, it was second and 34. Like, it was weird. And like, they're just getting help from other teams. But Walt did keep an eye on this. I think Tom Brady played well. If he would have had an extra like two seconds each snap in the pocket, I think he could have drove the ball a little more, and I think the Bucks probably could have won that game. Yeah, I think I think that the Broncos showed a few years ago that one of the best ways to beat Tom Brady is to disrupt the pocket and get to him before you can get a good look at what at the play that's developing, and that seems to be what kind of won them the game this week against against the Bucks. Yeah, and we're gonna be talking about some other players that might be able to help win your game. Uh, that being your fantasy football matchup for week five of the NFL season. Uh, Aaron, let's get Fantasy Fridays kicked off with some studs. Give me some studs. guys that you think are going to have, you know, some real good weeks and are just like automatic starts for you. Well, one one automatic start for me, and he's been this way for a couple weeks now, ever since the Vikings played the Titans. That's Justin Jefferson. He went off against the Titans a couple weeks ago for 175 yards. And... This, he did well again last week. This week, going up against the Seattle Seahawks defense, their defense has been among the last in the league, giving up a lot of points, giving up a lot of yards to wide receivers. I'm really liking Justin Jefferson against the Seahawks, especially since the Seahawks may be trying to double up on Adam Thielen. Yeah, currently on the year, I mean, he's got 16 catches for 348 yards, which is just insane. Um Obviously, like his big touchdown he had a couple weeks ago, his 71 yard touchdown is helping out with those statistics there, but he's constantly getting open. And I think when we were coming into the draft, a lot of people were saying that Justin Jefferson potentially could have been the best receiver there. He was just overshadowed by Jamar Chase in college. Everyone pretty much is overshadowed by Jamar Chase. I mean, Jerry, Judy, C.D. Lamb, they would have been overshadowed by Jamar Chase. Justin Jefferson is going to go off this game. Seahawks defense has allowed 10 wide receivers to get over 13 points in a game. So it, he's going to do well. And if, you, if you've got him, start him. If you don't got him, get him, start him. He has 14 targets over the past two weeks. And that is just a positive, that's just a positive thing, especially when they're going up against the Seahawks who have allowed everybody and their mothers to throw on them i agree justin jefferson huge start for this week now give me another name that 
we think can actually perform really well due to their matchup. Well, this is a guy who was a sleeper for a lot of people a couple weeks ago. He's burst onto the scene, James Robinson, running back from Jacksonville. Uh, he had kind of a down week last week against Cincinnati, where he, quote-unquote, only had 14 points. Uh, he's, been, he's been doing very well, especially for an undrafted rookie free agent. Um, this week, going up against the Texans, who are among the last in the league in a run defense. Three running backs. We're talking about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, James Conner, and Dalvin Cook all rushed for 100 yards plus. They've led up a, a running back touchdown every game they've played so far. So this we're talking about matchups. I think this is a really good matchup. Yeah, I agree. And I think the best part is like when you have a running back that is not only getting tons of carries, but he's also getting looks out of the backfield. I, I, I just like that. And I think this offense, we've said it before, is a very good offense. I think that they have a lot going for them. And I, I almost see it's very hard for me to say like a week that you won't start Jags offensive player. Yeah, I mean, the, the Gardner Minshew, um, he's not perfect, but he's kind of brought some new life to that team ever since he started for them since last year. Um, and the offense seems to kind of be picking up steam, kind of clicking. People kind of have LaVisca Chenault as a, as a sleeper there at wide receiver this week. He's been doing some interesting things. Uh, they've been he's been pretty versatile they've been running with him so uh, i think going forward you should keep your eye on not only james robinson but like a, a few uh jaguars offensive players just for reference for you guys the houston texans uh in ppr leagues have given up over the past four weeks i'm going to show you guys this they've given up 27 fantasy points 31 fantasy points 34 fantasy points and 38 fantasy points to the running backs of the opposing teams. Even like a bonus thing here, I mean, we might be able to see Chris Thompson get some action as well against these guys. Like any running back for the Jags is going to do well. Let's transition though. Let's talk about the reverse of what we're doing right now. Let's talk about some duds. Let's talk about the two guys that we just, we don't see them performing up to their projections this week. I'll lead us off with the first guy that you're just, you're trying to stay away. Well, I was going to say... Tyler Boyd, who's been going off the last few weeks. Uh, I was going to say A.J. Green, but really it comes down to uh, Joe Burrow. Um, I'm sitting him this week if I have him on my team, if you're planning on starting him. Going up against the Baltimore defense, they are a mean defense. He's a young quarterback. They're going to give him some crazy looks. They're going to throw some weird coverages at him. I think he's going to have a down game. Uh, nothing against him as a player. I think he's going to be a great a great football player, probably, in my opinion, probably be rookie of the year, uh, but just sit him this week against the Ravens, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, and just on passing alone, not counting rushing touchdowns, uh, the Baltimore Ravens defense has allowed under 15 fantasy points three of their four weeks. They had that breakdown where Pat Mahomes torched them for four touchdowns and 385, but that's Pat Mahomes. Uh, Joe Burrow's not quite there yet. And the biggest thing there is that the Kansas City offensive line is is streets ahead of the Cincinnati Bengals offense. Once he gets like a better supporting, like better protection on that line, I think years to come he'll be he'll be one of those top quarterbacks in terms of fantasy. Because uh, his play style does kind of remind you of Pat Mahomes' ability to to improvise on the run pull off some crazy plays, but for right now, just kind of uh, letting them cook for a while. 
what else you got for us, man? I hit another player that I think people are gonna are gonna kind of be like they're gonna want to start him because he had a monster game last week. That's Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, he had not senior. We're talking about junior here. Uh, last week he had a really great game. He had five, he had eighty yards in the air, two touchdowns. Also had seventy three yards, another touchdown. So he scored almost forty points in in the point perception league. This week, I know a lot of people are going to be like scrambling to like trade for him or start him or whatever. This week's going up against the Colts, who have a mean defense. And they've allowed the entire season. They've allowed five touchdowns to uh, opposing wide receivers, but just three of them came against came in week one against Jacksonville. You know, week one is always kind of a warm up game. Kind of this year is especially sloppy. Defense tightened up. I'm not seeing him getting a lot of points against a stingy Colts defense. Yeah, I think it is going to be difficult for him. Obviously, we saw Allen Robinson have some success last week where he he kind of did whatever he wanted against this Colts defense. But I think that they were also in that point of checking down and uh, holding down the run game. And they were like, because David Montgomery didn't have a great game. And I think the Colts are just more so on stopping that. Allen Robinson also saw 10 targets, so that's kind of why. I don't think OBJ is going to see 10 targets. Um, Obviously, if he gets double-digit targets, he's going to be effective in this game, but I think Jarvis Landry is going to benefit the most from this game because Odell's big game is going to pretty much make him be shadowed this entire game, and he might get shut down. He might only get like five targets for like two receptions for like 35 yards. Yeah, and I mean, as long as we're talking about the Colts' defense as well, and uh, you mentioned Allen Robinson, he's the only wide receiver so far this year who's had more than like 64, 65 receiving yards against the Colts. Um, so they've been shutting down wide receivers pretty well this year. But I mean, Allen Robinson's been doing that the past couple of weeks on everybody, so that's kind of an outlier. Yeah. Um, I do think that is a very risky matchup just because it is... Uh, it's it's like an ultimate coin toss. It's a boomer bust type situation where yes, we could be wrong here. OBJ could beat a defender and break for like a sixty yard touchdown, but more likely than not, Jarvis Landry is going to be the guy. Last thing here for these kind of duds is this like a weird situation, but stay away from Bills and Titans because they moved the game to Tuesday night. That scares me more than anything. When they moved the game to Monday, it's like okay, they still have an extra day for for filler. They don't have an extra day. Like, if this game does not happen on Tuesday, it's not going to play on Wednesday or anything like that. It's just going to get canceled. And you don't want to be the guys that left people in your lineup with nobody else to change or fix. Yeah, I mean, if, it, if, the, if we come down to Monday night, Tuesday morning, and, the, and they announce that the game's canceled, and you got Jonu Smith or Derrick Henry start on your team, you're kind of shit out of luck. I mean, all you, it's hard. It's, I mean, it, it's painful to sit Josh Allen with how he's been playing, and I know I'm playing my fantasy matchup this week is against my brother, who's a huge Josh Allen fan. And he's really kind of having a hard time deciding whether to play him or not. I'm not taking, if I'm him, I'm not taking the risk. And I'm, I'm probably going to find another player. Yeah. And we got some sleeper options for you to replace Josh Allen in our next category. As far as coming and replacing Derrick Henry, it's the second week in a row. You should have already had somebody in place to get those snaps for him. Um, this might be the week where you're kind of going for the backup running backs, like we said, Chris Thompson earlier. Somebody that's going to get you like five catches potentially and help you out in those PPR leagues. But just to play it safe this week, 
You don't want to be the guy that needs five points and then the game gets canceled. As long as we're talking about backup running backs, uh, one sleeper I have, and I, I mean, I have him personally on my team. I just picked him up as Joshua Kelly uh, with Austin Eckler out. Uh, he had that nasty hamstring injury. He's out for the foreseeable future. Uh, the word is that Joshua Kelly is taking over the backup role from Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, so he should get the bulk of the carries, the bulk of the work uh, this week. He's playing against the Saints defense, who's kind of disappointed uh, so far this year, and uh, he'll be used running the ball, catching the ball out of the backfield, and the New Orleans defense has allowed a running back to score three games in a row as well. So I think this is a pretty solid uh, pickup. Yeah, Justin Jackson and John Kelly right now, I think are going to be more close. It's going to be closer to a 50-50 split. I think John Kelly has the best chance to overtake Justin Jackson, at least for going forward. But I think as the game starts out by halftime, we're going to see a very similar uh, carry rate, about five, six carries each. And whichever guy is performing the best is going to get more of the rock in the second half. Yeah, I mean, both players I think are going to get pretty good a pretty good number of touches going to get some pretty good production and and I think uh, you can't, you, it's kind of a guessing game but I think uh, Kelly will will be the one to to get most of the points. And now another sleeper that we're going to be talking about at running back is Kenyon Drake. Now, this might be the laziest sleeper pick there is out there just because he's going up against the New York Jets, but you have to hear us out first. Kenyon Drake over the past four weeks, has combined for 254 yards on 67 carries. With only one touchdown coming back in week one, that's good for 3.8 yards a carry. I don't know what it is. The cards aren't using him how they used him down the stretch last year. You can tell it's having an impact in their games because they're losing games against teams they shouldn't be losing against. And it just, it, they're not playing him right. And last week, Carolina completely shut him down. 13 carries, 35 yards, good for 2.7. He had no catches for the first game this year. Ultimately, though, people are going to be down on him, and you have every right to be down on him. However, I think this week he is going to go off. Projected for 14.5 points in PPR formats, but the Jets are bad. They're a bad defense. They've given up over 30 points twice. They've given up over 22 points all four times to opposing running backs. I think he is going to be a sleeper. And he's going to regain that momentum he had at the end of last year. Yeah, like you said, it's kind of funny to pick a sleep like a like a top, uh, top starting running back as a sleeper against one of the worst teams in the league. But yeah, people, I feel like a lot of people, especially more casual fans, have kind of short, uh, have, have kind of short memories and like short patience, or not such short patience. They don't have a lot of patience, um, so they're going to see that kind of breakdown of. Kenyon Drake not doing a whole lot so far, and they're probably uh, selling him low, dropping him from their team. Uh, I think it, he's a, he'd be a good pickup and a good start this week. I think he should be back to form here pretty soon. Yeah, and we're talking about guys that are going to be able to overtake potentially and help you out just in case you lose Josh Allen this week. And that's going to be, I'm going to give you guys three names. If you can go out and get them, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Derek Carr. More than likely, one of those guys is available on free agency. I like all their matchups. Yes, Carr's playing the Chiefs. However, I expect the Chiefs to be up in that game early, which means you're going to see a lot of garbage time. And guess what? 
when you're a fantasy football owner, garbage time is gold. Like, I don't, I don't give a shit if you score all your points in the fourth quarter when you're losing by 30. Cool. Just get me fantasy points. Shout out to Blake Bortles on his few years ago. I mean, who is garbage time king? Exactly. And with Daniel Jones, the Dallas Cowboys have a terrible deep, like, pass defense. They, their cornerbacks are getting roasted by everybody. Daniel Jones, I think, is finally going to have his good game of the year. And for Teddy Bridgewater, he's going up against the worst pass defense in the league in the Atlanta Falcons. He, he just threw for over 70% again with two touchdowns, 276 yards. He also had 32 yards rushing on the ground. He's going to get you those rushing yards. The reason why all these guys are sleepers is because every single one of them is projected to score under 18 points, and I wouldn't be surprised if all of them scored over 20. Yeah, I mean, those are all solid options. One of them, like you said, is bound to be available if you need a quick uh, someone to fill in. For, for, for a starting quarterback that might not play, if we're talking about Tannehill or Allen, or if, you play, if your quarterback's on a bye or something like that. So those are all, those should all be solid options, in my opinion. And that is going to do it for us here on Fantasy Fridays at Second and Short. I am Tyler Lauder. He is Aaron Ben. Thank you guys for tuning on in. Be sure to hit that subscribe button down below to stay up to date on all things we got going on. We got our Movers Mondays, we got Fantasy Fridays. We're all over the internet. Also, check us out. We're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, every other place that plays audio. Make sure to give this video a like. Thumbs up is the cheapest way to support us. We appreciate it. If you want to check us out on social media, find us on Facebook where we update every episode. We're also on Twitter where, we t- where we're posting polls every week. And then on Instagram, we have news updates and discussion points, things like that, updating our story also with polls and whatever. And feel free to send us a a direct message wherever you'd like, whatever platform, whatever time of day. Thanks for listening, guys, and y'all have a great night.